the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Locked on Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad to be with you on this Wednesday. News and notes of note today, you need to go follow at Locked on Pokes on Twitter. You may have already been following at Locked on Pokes on Twitter, but uh, we've shuffled some Twitter accounts around, and now we're reaching more Oklahoma State fans than ever through our partnership with Boone Pickens State. So at Locked on Pokes is a new Twitter account, still same name, but different account. Go follow at Locked on Pokes where we're now reaching more Oklahoma State fans than ever. So thrilled to be partnered with Boone Pickens State. Make sure you head over and check them out as well on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, head over to LockedOnPodcast.com where you can find all of your favorite Locked On podcasts. NFL, MLB, NBA, college, NHL, whatever the case may be, you want it. We've got it covered here at Locked On on. Uh, Glad everyone is with me on this Wednesday. A lot to get to today, so let's go ahead and dive on in. I want to start on the gridiron. Pro day yesterday at Oklahoma State, which was big for A.J. Green. A.J. Green, you remember, I've joked a little bit, uh, but obviously we're all rooting hard for A.J. Green. He was a phenomenal cowboy for a long time. Uh, four-year starter at Oklahoma State, and he ran a 4.62 in his 40 in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine. That ranked nearly dead last among defensive backs who ran in Indianapolis. Now, there were some rumors that there was potentially some back tightness with A.J. Green that caused him to run a little bit slower than we all probably would have expected because, I don't know about you, but when I watched A.J. Green play, the guy certainly didn't look slow, and he was a great cover corner, so I was surprised that he ran a 4.62. I would have expected him to be in the, the 4.48, 4.49, range you know not blazing speed but a guy who can who can run and who can cover uh, and that's not what we saw at the combine but we did see some of that at yesterday's pro day uh, scouts various scouts had him in the mid 44 to the mid 45 range yesterday at the pro day I saw one time as low as 441 now 441 uh, would be pretty fast. 4-4-1's just about blazing, uh, but I would guess that that mid to upper 4-5 is probably where most scouts had him come in, and and that's pretty good. I mean, if you're running a 4-4, you know, 4-4-8, 4-4-8's a really good time. 4-5-1 is a much better time. He just needed to get away from that 4-6-2, uh, and he did. Now, let's hear from A.J. Green after his performance at yesterday's Pro Day. I'm joined by cornerback A.J. Green. A.J., for you, how important was it to have a great performance out here after the combine? Um, I feel like it's uh, very great. I need to come out here and uh, show that I could be one of the top prospects in this class, and uh, I feel like I did that. How do you think you did overall? Uh, Overall, I think I did pretty well. Uh, Caught the balls, uh, looked smooth in drills, um, ran a good 40, and um, just kind of came out here and just showed that I could be dominant. How different was this experience from the combine? Um, I mean, the combine was a long week, uh, taxing on the body, uh, physical and mental. Um, I just felt like I kind of took after the combine, bad little injury, took some days off, got some rest, came in here healthy, and I just gave him my best foot. And what have you heard from NFL scouts? Um, I heard uh, I ran pretty well. Heard I was uh, good in the drills, smooth and fluid and things like that. They like my size. So, I mean, those are our bonuses, and I just got to keep stacking the chips. 
And what was it like getting to see all the support from your teammates, your friends, and your family out here today? Um, it was very good. Uh, my teammates, it was good seeing them again, going against the pro, going with the pro day, and um, seeing some uh, players who are still playing here, Tylen, uh, Lili, the people of that nature. I mean, it was just great, just uh, the love and support of Cowboy culture. Thank you so much. Best of luck. Thank you. All right, that was A.J. Green, that audio courtesy of Cowboy Football on Twitter. So A.J. Green, much better pro day uh, yesterday, especially with the 40, and very happy for him uh, that he was able to get a better 40-time in because that is just so, so huge uh, for the NFL scout. So it wasn't just A.J. Green going yesterday. Matt Amendola, Bryce Ballou, Drew Brown, Marcus Keys, Jordan McRae, Philip Redwine Bryant, Mike Scott, Kima Severand, and Johnny Wilson all participated in the pro day as well. Johnny Wilson, impressive on the bench. 28 reps of 225 pounds. Uh, and also there were rave reviews about Philip Redwine Bryant, who, um, who had a good day at Oklahoma State's Pro Day yesterday. Worked out at five different positions, kind of showing his versatility. Also, I had like an, an awakening yesterday. I did not realize that Philip Redwine Bryant um, was dating or engaged, married. I don't know what the status of their relationship is, but I know via Twitter last night that... Philip Redwine Bryant is together with Samantha Shaw, Cowboy great, bat flipping legend. So that's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. Uh, and happy for Philip Redwine Bryant, who had a good day yesterday as well. Hopefully, uh, several of these Cowboys will get their shot at the next level. All right, I do have some Casey Dunn audio I want to play, but I don't want to rush it. Casey Dunn yesterday uh, talking about just basically it being the opportunity of a lifetime getting to be the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma State. So I want to do that, but let's do it after the break. So it's it's not rushed. I've also got some Josh Holiday audio that I want to play before we get out of here today. And of course, I'm going to talk about the Big 12 basketball tournament getting underway this evening at 6 o'clock with Oklahoma State and Iowa State. Uh, that is all coming up on today's Locked on Pokes. Make sure you head over and see our friends at Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater. Today is Wednesday. That means it is patient drive day. No one takes care of their patients like Simply Green Pharmacy. The patient drives were around months before the dispensary even opened. $60 doctor recommendations. Simply Green Pharmacy is working to make sure that Oklahomans have access to safe medical care. So go see them at Simply Green Pharmacy, 617 East Redbud Drive in Stillwater and tell them Locked on Pokes sent you. All right, going to take a break. Come back on the other side. We will hear from Casey Dunn and Josh Holiday. That's all coming up next. Stay with me here on Locked on Pokes. Welcome back to Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can find me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell and at Locked On Pokes. And remember, if you were following the old Locked On Pokes Twitter account, follow the new one, reaching more Oklahoma State fans than ever through our partnership with Boone Pick and State at Locked On Pokes on Twitter, where you can find this link every single day to this podcast. Glad to be with you on this Wednesday. A lot going on in cowboy country. Spring practice is underway. The Oklahoma State Cowboys are dropping bombs on the baseball field and the basketball team is set to go tonight at 6 o'clock against Iowa State at the Sprint Center in Kansas City. Oklahoma State five-point favorites last time I checked. Uh, I'll check again and update you on that, whether that line has moved before we get out of here today. But first, I want to head back to spring practice because yesterday, Casey Dunn was asked uh, about 
becoming the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma State, the timing of it, all that good stuff. And here is what Casey Dunn had to say yesterday at spring practice. Again, uh, for me to step into this situation at this time, it could not be much easier on me. Um, the staff is great. I mean, the, the offensive you know, staff right now is fantastic. They've been around it. Tim is all about the quarterback and his fundamentals. Um, our quarterback's really talented. Our tailbacks are talented. The receivers are veteran receivers. Our offensive line is as good as it's been in a while. The cowboy backs are all coming back. I mean, it's I mean, I hate to say that it's hard to screw this up, but it kind of is. So, you know, um, I'm just excited to get you know, to the season. I'm excited to be here today with, you know, 14 more practices to go. This is fun for me, you know, and you, know, you wait your, your entire life for this for this opportunity in coaching, you know, so that you finally get that break to do it. So I'm thrilled to be where I'm at at the time, you know, of Cowboy football right now of where it is. Absolutely. Great stuff from Casey Dunn. And, you know, you can hear the gratitude in his voice, you know, talking about the opportunity of his lifetime. You wait your whole lifetime for something like this. And it really is the perfect storm for Casey Dunn. He's been around at Oklahoma State for a long time. And, you know, he was on his way out the door headed to UNLV, which I don't know how familiar you all are with the UNLV football program, but give it a Google. It's not a very prestigious gig. It's just not. Um, so for him to get to stay at Oklahoma State and be elevated to the offensive coordinator position uh, is huge for Casey Dunn. Seems like a really likable guy. He's been around for a long time, uh, and I think he's going to be really easy for Oklahoma State fans to root for. I also think that it's going to be uh, a nice, smooth transition for Oklahoma State offensively, not bringing in someone new, having someone who's already on staff uh, promoted to that position. And, and even Casey Dunn there talked about Tim Rattay and everything that he's doing working with the quarterbacks. Uh, the reviews about Tim Rattay early on in the process uh, have been glowing, glowing reviews. So good stuff there from Casey Dunn. Good to hear from him at spring practice. Uh, can't wait to see what his offense looks like. I'm Colby Powell. This is Locked on Pokes. Glad everyone is with me on this Wednesday. So last night, Oklahoma State baseball put up 22 runs against the St. Louis Billikens. And it included five home runs. So I, I could tell you what Oklahoma State baseball was doing last night, but I'm a golf fan, so I'm going to let you. I'm, I'm going to let Phil Mickelson tell you what Oklahoma State baseball was doing last night. Hitting bombs. That's right. Oklahoma State baseball spent the entire night hitting bombs. You know, if you're going to send Alley P off, you got to send Alley P off right, and you don't send Alley P off with singles. No, 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 no. You don't send Alley P off with singles. We've only got a handful of games left in this place. You, you, you know what you got to do. Hitting. Bombs. You've got to hit bombs, and that's what the Oklahoma State did last night. Five home runs as a team. And remember, the Cowboys lost a lot of big home run hitters from last year's team, particularly uh, Trevor Boone and Colin Simpson. So it was good to see those guys uh, go yard last night. And, you know, the, the transfers, Polkovich, Mathis, phenomenal games last night for Oklahoma State. Polkovich was three for five. He had a double, a triple, and a home run. He was a single away from hitting for the cycle, had seven RBIs. And then Brock Mathis was three for four, two home runs, five RBIs. Oklahoma State out hit St. Louis 20 to 10 uh, and won that game at 22 to four. Now I've got some Josh Holiday audio for you. It's a few minutes long. I, I tried to figure out where to cut it down but I really think it's all pretty good audio from Josh Holiday. So I'm just going to let you listen to the whole thing, uh, and then I'll jump back in here. So this is Josh Holiday after last night's 22-4 to win over the St. Louis Billikens. It's a good game. We've got a lot of contributions from lots of kids. We uh, obviously got a lot of guys to the mound, which is good. And uh, the guys in the lineup did a good job. We had production really from top to bottom. Played uh, 
good clean defense and so yeah a lot of guys did good things today and uh, we were able to put a little separation between our ourselves and St. Louis in those uh, innings two and three with some home runs and uh, so that was good 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 performance by our kids and um, we start back 0-0 tomorrow at four o'clock with these guys so we'll need to be uh, we'll need to be sharp heading into tomorrow. So winning that big how do you keep your team motivated and get them to come back? <clears throat> well I mean you just talk to them about the the truth about the game, which is this one's over and you played well. That's what your goal should be every time you come out here and wake up tomorrow and do it again. So just focus on preparing correctly and then competing. What do you think it says about kind of the culture that guys like Hayden Polkovich and Brock can you know fit in so seamlessly after transferring into another program? Oh, they're both very likable kids for sure. Um, they knew some of the guys on the team before they got here, so that's good. Caden played summer ball with several of our players, so they, they knew each other. He grew up in Oklahoma and knew a lot of these guys, so that helps. Uh, Brock's very very easy to like as well. So uh, I think knowing some people on the front end gives you an instant sense of, uh, I know somebody to call and I got a friend. And then uh, I think our team has always done good at welcoming guys in. We've had a lot of guys transfer in here and do great. So that's something that has happened here many times in the past. And, and I think uh, part of it's Oklahoma State welcoming place and the other parts that our program embraces guys no matter what grade they're in or how long they've been here. Just how impressed were you with uh, Brock's performance tonight? Well it's good to you know good to hit the ball hard on the barrel especially lofted that high in the air with a little bit of a breeze. He did it twice and I uh, hit him hard. He hit him hard and he's been working a lot on his swing and he got two pitches that he could get on the barrel and when you're a big strong kid and you hit the ball hard up in the air like that, sometimes it's going to go out. And both times today, he, he got uh, got it good enough, and, and those were big swings. It gave us a, an early lead and a lot of room to operate. You know, Matt said that he's been helping. I mean, Brock said that Matt has been helping him on his stance and his swing. Just Was that something that came up from Brock personally, or did Matt see something that he wanted to change in it? Uh, well, I mean, coaches work at the players every single day. That's why we're here. So there's a lot of dialogue that the players and coaches share, and that's with the hitters every single day. So, yeah, you know, they, they, uh, they work together all the time, and sometimes slight adjustments in your swing day to day, it's just, that's the fun. And, so yeah, they, they work well together. Yeah, you lost a lot of, I'd say, big home run hitters from last season. Just how, how does it feel to have four players go yard in one game? It's good. It's good when you score up and down the lineup. You know, we got a lot of production tonight, um, not just from the top of the order, but from the bottom of the order too. So that's always good when you're scoring in the, you know, hitters in the first four slots are creating runs, but hitters in the six, seven, eight, nine hole are creating runs. We got runs up and down the lineup, so that was good. It makes it hard on the other team when you, you keep coming at them. Alex looks like he's in a little bit of a slump. Is there anything that we can do to get him to break out? I actually thought he looked a lot better today, to be honest with you. He may not have had the, the final results he wanted, but I thought the ball he hit out just foul and a couple of the balls he was on, I thought he actually took pretty good swings. So sometimes that's just the precursor to what you need. It's just a day where you hit the ball hard a couple times, and next thing you know, they, they start coming. So I, I think he's a lot closer than, than maybe he was just a couple days ago. Scary moment there for Trinkle. Yeah. Is he, is he good? He's good. Yeah, you never want to see the ball hit someone in the head. That's always scary. But I think the helmet served its purpose. It, the ball deflected off and the helmet <clears throat> didn't crack. And I think he hopefully will avoid any kind of headaches or anything that comes behind that. How's Carson coming along? Good. He's healing up. He starts to do a little bit more each day. All the kids that are injured seem to be getting closer to being able to re, kind of rejoin the, the lineup.
I love hearing from Josh Holiday, especially after a big Cowboys win, a 22-4 to four win. I want to know. That was a long piece of audio there. I know that that was a long piece of audio. It was about four minutes. I'm very partial to Josh Holiday. I covered Oklahoma State baseball when I was in college, and Josh Holiday was phenomenal. I love hearing from him. I think he gives great, great stuff. I want you to let me know on Twitter, at Colby J. Powell, at Locked on Pokes, the new Twitter account, at Locked on Pokes. Let me know. Do you like those long-form clips from Josh Holiday? Would you like them to be short? Would you like none of them at all? Because we've got a lot of baseball season left. I love college baseball. I love Josh Holiday. So, so let me know. Do you enjoy those long-form audio clips, uh, or do you want me to cut those down? Because I'm doing this for you. So whatever you prefer uh, is what I'm going to do. Let me know at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. Uh, Oklahoma State will play St. Louis again this afternoon. Uh, you almost feel bad for St. Louis with what happened yesterday in Stillwater. Uh, so hopefully today, you, you know, you'd, you'd like to see Oklahoma State uh, continue to win, but I, I kind of felt bad for St. Louis. I mean, Oklahoma State just spent the entire day hitting bombs. So we'll see what happens this afternoon at Alley P. Only a few games left at Alley P. Uh, so let's hope that Oklahoma State continues hitting bombs. All right. I promise I'm done playing that. That was the last time today. I'm going to take a break, come back on the other side and talk a little Oklahoma State basketball as the Big 12 tournament gets underway with the Cowboys and the Cyclones this evening at 6 o'clock. Stay with me here on Locked On Pokes, your team every day. Welcome back. Wrapping things up here on Locked on Pokes. Glad everyone is with me on this Wednesday. The Big 12 basketball tournament set to get underway this evening. Oklahoma State and Iowa State at 6 p.m. That game's going to be on ESPNU. Only two games today in the Big 12 tournament. Two teams with buys. That's obviously Kansas as the number one seed and Baylor as the number two seed. Uh, and then OU, Texas, probably OU and West Virginia, and then Texas and Texas Tech will not play their first games in the quarterfinals until tomorrow. You only have to play in the first round on uh, Wednesday if you are one of the bottom four seeds in the Big 12 Conference. Oklahoma State is the number eight seed squaring off against number nine seeded Iowa State. Now, Iowa State usually turns the Sprint Center into Ames South. It is usually uh, full of Iowa State, basically a home game for those teams. I'm really curious to tune in tonight and see, is that the case uh, tonight with with the Sprint Center, Iowa State's just so down this year with basketball. Halliburton got injured, potential lottery pick, hasn't been playing. Uh, so it, it just seems like it would be tough right now for Iowa State fans to have excitement around the basketball program. So that game's at 6 o'clock. Uh, and then TCU and Kansas State is scheduled for 8. Uh, let me just do you a public service and let you know that if you do want to watch TCU and Kansas State, it will not start at 8 o'clock. It'll be on whenever uh, Oklahoma State and Iowa State finish up. So then tomorrow will be the most fun day of the Big 12 basketball tournament. You get four games tomorrow, pretty much on all day, starting at 11.30 a.m. A little bit of break in the middle between sessions 1 and Two. So session one kicking off at 1130 tomorrow morning on either ESPN or ESPN two, uh, depending on how the coverage falls. It depends on how some other tournaments go. Things like that will be Texas and Texas Tech at 1130. Uh, and the winner of that game will play the winner of Kansas and hopefully Oklahoma State as the winner of Oklahoma State and Iowa State tonight will get Kansas tomorrow. Uh, that game is scheduled for 130 again. PSA if Oklahoma State wins tonight, and you're expecting that game to tip at 1.30 tomorrow. It will not. It is scheduled for 1.30. They schedule these games two hours apart. 
for TV purposes, and I have no idea why. It is so stupid. There's no chance that Kansas and Oklahoma State, assuming Oklahoma State wins tonight, would start at 1.30 tomorrow if the game before them starts at 11.30 in the same arena. So it'll probably be closer to 2 o'clock. That's assuming that Texas and Texas Tech do not go to overtime. I would expect Oklahoma State uh, and Kansas, if the Cowboys win tonight, to tip around 2 to 2.15 tomorrow. That game would also be on either ESPN or ESPN2. Uh, So a little afternoon matinee basketball of Oklahoma State can get the job done tonight. And then in tomorrow's night session will be Baylor at 6 o'clock. That game actually will tip at 6 because you've got the gap in between the sessions. Baylor will play the winner of TCU and Kansas State. Uh, Baylor's probably rooting for Kansas State to win that game as the Bears were recently defeated by TCU, a team that's playing pretty good basketball, or at least they were, until the last 15 minutes against Oklahoma on Saturday. And then wrapping things up tomorrow night, scheduled for 8 o'clock, more likely to get going around 8.30, is Oklahoma and West Virginia, which is, I think, a pretty good matchup for OU, I think those are two evenly matched teams, uh, and I think that that will be a good one for spectators uh, as well. So if you just want to watch some good Big 12 basketball, tomorrow is the day to do it with four games. The finals of the Big 12 conference tournament will be Saturday at 5 o'clock on ESPN. So if Oklahoma State makes a Cinderella run, uh, the only time that they will play during the day would be on Thursday. 6 o'clock tonight, it would be 1.30, probably 2 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, on Friday, it would be a 6 o'clock first uh tip and then at uh, five o'clock on Saturday, if Oklahoma State were to make the finals and meet up with one of those teams from the other side of the bracket, Oklahoma State does need to make a big run if they hope to find themselves uh, in the NCAA tournament. Probably need to win the whole thing. Oklahoma State facing Iowa State tonight just beat uh, the Cyclones a couple Saturdays ago on February 29th, 73 to 61. Oklahoma State if I'm remembering right, at home was a seven or seven and a half point favorite in that game, uh, covered pretty easily with the 12 point win. Tonight, the line has actually moved in Oklahoma State's direction. You remember yesterday I told you Oklahoma State was a five point favorite. The Cowboys now a six and a half point favorite tonight in the Sprint Center against Iowa State. Uh, I don't know. Six and a half is tough. They beat them by 12 a couple of weeks ago, but that just seems like it's begging you to put your money on a hot Oklahoma State team. That is a no play for me uh, if you are a sports gambler like myself. So that game is a six and a half point line. TCU, like I said, playing some good basketball, still only a two point favorite tonight over Kansas State. So TCU minus two against Kansas State. I, I don't know. That's probably another no play. And then the games tomorrow that we know the matchups for in Kansas City, we do have lines out. Texas Tech, a five and a half point favorite tomorrow at 1130 over Texas. Texas Tech, first four out right now, as is Texas. So that's a huge, huge game for both of those teams. And then West Virginia, actually a three and a half point favorite over Oklahoma tomorrow in the night game, probably getting underway at about 8.30. So uh, good stuff. Big 12 basketball tournament just about ready to get underway. Hopefully Cam McGriff stays hot. The dude has been absolutely on fire. Here's his scoring since February 18th. He's led the Cowboys in scoring every game since February 18th. That's six in a row. Cam McGriff, 19, 28, 16, 19, 14, 19. He has been absolutely on fire. So make sure you check out some good Oklahoma State basketball tonight at six o'clock on ESPNU in the Big 12 Conference Tournament. Also, make sure 
sure as today is Wednesday that you head over to Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater. It's 617 East Redbud Drive, the corner of Perkins and Redbud, just across the street east from Apple Creek Apartments, where I uh, lived in my senior year in college. Uh, so make sure you head over to Simply Green Pharmacy. Today is patient drive day. The patient drives started months before the dispensary did. They want to take care of you, the patient. You go into their dispensary, clean, professional environment, friendly staff, and some of the best selection in the state. Check them out online as well at livesgf.com. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, Make sure whenever you go to Simply Green Pharmacy that you tell them Locked on Pokes sent you. Go to Twitter. Follow at Colby J. Powell. Follow at Locked on Pokes. New Twitter account. Loving our partnership with Boone Pick and State. Find them on social media as well. We're now reaching more Oklahoma State fans than ever. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Pokes. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NFL Draft. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.